Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. Today on Welcome Home, we're asking the question, whose job is that? We're breaking down all the little to-dos that need to get done to run a household, and we're figuring out who actually does them. Plus, why we never make bacon wearing a freshly washed bathrobe, Kirsten's sushi-eating dog, and exactly how many months Graham spent walking by a booger stuck to her wall. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. That is truly disgusting. (laughs) But true and real. (laughs) Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to the Welcome Home Podcast. And welcome home to the house that you clean, dust, shop for, so many things. Today it's (laughs) Division of Labor Day. But this is not a like wah-wah rage at the man episode. We're not going to do that. It's more of a head scratcher. Like how did, so we had a reader or a listener um, write us and suggest this topic. And it's really so we've been noodling on it for a while and then we started thinking about it. So the concept of today's episode is how exactly and who exactly is doing what in our home and maybe any changes we'd like to see. Like I want to know, and I don't know the answer, Kirsten, so this is kind of fun. Like we've made this huge long list of like literally these tasks that are just required to live in a home. Who's doing them? Yeah. There's and who accepts a, responsibility for them? And yeah. like, how does the division of labor happen? There is a lot to talk about here. I didn't know. I was like, Graham, I don't know if I'll have enough material for this. But then we started outlining and we're like, oh, yeah, no, this might be a two-parter. There's a lot. Um, and I think the first thing we should discuss is sort of the overwhelming philosophical questions about this, which is like, how did this happen? Because somehow this is all getting done. I mean, for the most part, yes. Am I sitting here in a dark closet because there's no light light bulbs, which I looked at on the list. Ooh, that's a bad one. Um, or like, we were very intentional and like sat down and had a family retreat. And then I went on Etsy and bought a church art. Were so you, curious would you say you became, the, did your house runs the way it does because of like a lot of very thoughtful, intentional living or like that just sort of happened. And now it's like, that's your job. Right, exactly. No, I don't think it was particularly intentional. So Kirsten's alluding to light bulbs. That's kind of one of the questions on our list. You know, who makes sure that your home has light bulbs? And right. specifically, when a light bulb is out, who notices it? So that's kind of what we're... <laughs> the answer for a lot of these is sadly, it's no, no one. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer for a lot of stuff, unfortunately. Or like, or how long are you willing to live with it, for example? I feel like we're always talking about the spider web situation, but it's that's like the killer is when you look up and you realize the spider web and how thick it is and how many months we must have walked by that. How many other things are there that are like the silent spider web side? Right, and you that. kind of watch the spider. That was me with the booger on the wall. Someone wiped a Ew. booger on the wall. Well, I watched, it was a big one too. It was disgusting. And it was in our den, but I kept thinking eventually someone will get that. Maybe the offender will clean it. Maybe <laughs> someone else will realize that like this is here and months went by and then you get to yourself and I think this is maybe a more female characteristic because none of the males in my house noticed it you're like and there's been a booger on my den wall for (laughs) three months it would take me a nanosecond to get a Clorox wipe and get that up but then you can fester about it and think about it and get dark about why am I the only one who notices everything (laughs) and then like you get really like existential but yes for sure that is the one thing 
or the great cover that you, so Kirsten, every time she came to my house in the living room, there's this great, um, it's an air vac unit and an HVAC unit and it's big and it's clumsy and it's bulky and it just doesn't look in place with um, my living room. And she it has a beautiful, me. like the classiest, most grown up living room. And then they have this just wrong. It's just wrong. Well, you look Graham, like you're in a middle crazy. school somewhere. Right. Yeah, and you just did this big, beautiful remodel. And it's like, seriously, Graham, like, I think it would be like a hundred dollars to just to make this room because, and, and, and I know a hundred dollars is a lot, but I mean, it, it's also just, it's the center focal point of this beautiful living room. It's well, like, it still bothers just... you. you. know, I thought I got an A plus cause I got out a pan, a can of paint finally and I painted it and I felt fabulous about the paint job. Like <laughs> oh, I, I forgot from... when it was like metal. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just plain. I mean, it was very institutional and it bothered Kirsten. It bothered me, but then I painted it and I felt good about it. But then Kirsten walked in and she goes, Oh, you still haven't fixed the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nuts. So I guess but, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But to be fair, my little Bible study slash book club has been doing Enneagram for the last month, which is probably just feeding my Enneagram obsession, but it's been very interesting. And I could not figure out my Enneagram until one of my friends just kind of put her arm on my shoulder and was like, you know how every time you come to my house, you're like... And I see you staring at my, you know, I, she has these two windows that flank her front door and they're different sizes. And every time I walk by him, my skin starts to crawl. And it's not like I'm judging her home. It's just, you know, that's not symmetrical, right? Like, doesn't that bug you too? Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? It's not that I'm judging. It's just that those are the things that keep me awake at night. And she's like, you are, you're, you're a perfectionist. You know that, right? And I was like, oh, because it was never like, your windows don't match. It was like, we need to fix this. Like, we need to fix this. Like, it gives me heart palpitations, you know, which probably it also, well, we'll get into this, but we have a lot of this. I've got a lot to say about this, but I do want to say one thing about like the, the mismatched windows and the, um, and the, you know, valve, the, whatever it's called, the air receptacle I want to change in your house. The HVAC cover. Yeah. HVAC cover. Yes. So I'm also realizing, as I said on our last episode, we are moving across the country and we're going to be renting our house. And as much as I am a type A perfectionist who doesn't let this stuff go, it drives me bananas. And as we're looking around to rent our home out to people, also the amount of things you tolerate and like the amount of, you know, a hole in the wall that was punched just yesterday until you start doing the math and you realize, wait, three, four years ago, and we haven't gotten around to it. So there's also like a lot of things that until you realize, could I actually let someone else live in my home? The fact oh, that no, see, looking, the funny thing, you know, Kirsten, is because I'm sitting here thinking for all our listeners, because you're such a perfectionist, you would be a great VRBO to rent. I mean, think about it. You need to do your listing here. I mean, yes, welcome home listeners. We also have a Q3-2 yes. in, you know, <laughs> totally. in the Phoenix area. Totally. Now, but just, just, so, yeah, just so you know, you're going to have to, uh, every time it rains, for some reason, the master bedroom smells like rotten eggs and also all the showers, hot meat cold and cold means hot and every time you go out of town for a week you're gonna have to relearn that whole hot means cold and cold means hot it's fine just yeah. anyway there's things you definitely like also realize until until you're gonna rent it out your house or you know have me or it's like why you have house guests or why you have parties I've had literally you know empty pots with dead plants it looks like one of those those like houses in a scary movie like you know well that's why I've never understood over. why people spend so much money fixing up their homes before they sell it that's never made sense to me why you'd put a penny into I mean I guess you wanted to present in the best light but my thought is is if you're leaving what's why on earth why on earth would you at the very final minute make your house look so nice because it's like you said when you were talking about you know shopping for a house people are like oh you know well that's not acceptable that's not acceptable and the truth is like we're only picky and snobby when we're when we're like picking a house 
Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the minute then we, we get there, we're there. like, we'll tolerate anything. You know, like the minute we get, like if I was going to buy a house and they're like, hot means cold and cold means hot and all the faucets, I'd be like, what? You, you can't look at them. And now I'm like, I've lived here for eight years. Not a problem. You just know, you know, <laughs> you know, the quirks, you know, that's, the quirks. that's kind of in one of our halls. Um, it's these wooden floors and it, they open underneath to a crawl space. So, you know, the air basically in different times of year changes the way that our floor sounds. But now this sounds like a crazy mom thing to say, but with two little boys who are relatively light sleepers in the morning, I have to walk down this hallway, you know, past their bedrooms. But I'm so upset always in the winter because in the winter, the cold air flows underneath the house. And what it does is it shrinks the wood, right? And so in the winter, walking down the hall, uh, the floor is very creaky. And so I always uh-huh. wake up the kids. But in the summer month, the wood swells and it's actually quiet to walk down the hall. So I know that I have to walk differently in the winter. <laughs> yeah, no, I to- totally get the that. Ha- my winter hallway bothers me because the floor joints aren't the same. I totally get that. You know, that's like one of those quirks of my house that I know, you know. And so what I do is I walk down the side of the hall, you know, close to the baseboards. That, that <laughs> I can totally better. picture you like shimmy across like a spy. Yeah, I shimmy like I'm a spy and I yeah. see how quiet I can be and if I cannot wake up any children. Because, you know, usually I wake up earlier to get things ready for the day and I hate it when because they, they're allowed to sleep for an extra 30, 45 minutes, you know, after I'm awake. But they always inevitably, if I make too much noise, wake up early. Yeah. And that's, oh gosh, remember that during the baby? Oh, anyway. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's terrible. For those of you who have little kids, I mean, it's, you know, what is funny though, is like, I have a, my son's about to be 12, my oldest. And it's so funny talking to moms who have children who are 13 and 14 because everything is about to change. It's really funny because my friend, my sons are friends with the, like the little neighborhood boys and some of them are teenagers. And, you know, my boys are like at, you know, seven, eight in the morning on a Saturday, like, Hey, can we go over and wake? Can we play? Can we play? Can we play? And and I'll text the moms and they're like, they're still asleep, you know? So, (laughs) so there is going to be a big difference where you're not going to be able to get them out of bed, no matter, no matter what the temperature feet floorboard says, Graham, that'll be coming soon. Um, Okay. But all right. So getting back to how we got here, because we're really more talking about, you know, we kind of went off on a tangent shocker. That's our trademark move. But um, you know, this is really more about like the day to day, how we operate our homes. And I think one of the problems is like the chore chart stuff. Like, it's like, I've lost my enthusiasm, right? I've been at this game for a long time. Initially when I was doing the parenting classes and when we had, you know, sort of that preschool community and you know, you're, you're, you're new to mothering and you're going to do it the right way. Initially, I was all about like the chore charts and the magnets. And the problem with that is like, when you have the energy and the enthusiasm to do it, no one knows how to read. And that's really hard. <laughs> you know, and my husband was an art major. He's a really good artist. And so I made this elaborate magnet chart and I had him draw pictures of like teeth and toothbrushes. Then I had him draw pictures of shirts and no, it doesn't matter. So by the time I think like they're old enough to understand I don't have my game face on anymore. So that's, that's probably on me. But initially I was like, yeah, let's do this the right way. Let's set up great habits. And now I'm right. like, did anyone feed the dog? Do we have a dog anymore? Is he dead? <laughs> okay, give your, give your social equality disclaimer. Kirsten put this oh, in and I think yes. that's oh, important. Okay. I do think anyone. it's super important because great. So like, let's also say our perspective on this is very important because Graham and I are, you know, besides our lucrative, lustrous award-winning career, I give you an award, Graham, so we can say that. Um, as podcasters, uh, we really, you know, we're stay-at-home moms. And so for us, obviously, it's going to be different than in a lot of families where uh, the, mo- the parents are working evil time. I mean, I guess statistically, not to go on like a rampage, but, you know, statistically, even when both parents are working pretty equal hours, kind of it's been, 
you know, shocker, it's been shown through studies that that most of the labor does fall to the mom anyway. But obviously, I think in our situations, more of the day-to-day running of the home, being full-time homemakers, would obviously fall to us. But this is not an episode to make your blood boil. It's no. more just, hmm, how did we get here? Yeah, and no, but I do think that's important. Like my <laughs> friends who have full-time job, I see their husbands in the pickup line and I'm like, you know, oh, wow, wouldn't that be great? But it's also like, yeah, but they also had like six meetings today and like worked a full eight-hour day out at an office. So of course, that's going to be a different story for the way the family dynamics are set up. So I, like I just thought that, that was important was to add. Very PC of you, Kirsten. Well, a I mean, plus. I think, let's be honest. It's like, that's a that's a big difference, you know? It is a big difference, yet I just am wondering as we go through our list how many moms who are working full-time are still picking up all this stuff. Which is an excellent point, and we'd love to hear from you. That'd be we our- need to bring on someone who can fight with that. No, okay. Sunday routine. What's your Sunday routine before okay, we Okay, I feel like list? I've said this so many times, but, you know, this is what – this is, like, what keeps our family – this is what keeps something from someone from showing up and being like, you haven't paid a bill in a year or you haven't, you know, your children all have a disease because no one's cleaned anything. Sunday routines is, is the only one thing that I can say, like, like, it's like you with the meal planning, like I may have screwed this, I may have screwed this up. Like Sunday routine is amazing. And, and as we, our kids get older, I actually kind of revisiting maybe that Sunday is the best day. But for us, we've gotten into this routine where we're not perfect about it, but most Sundays we go to church. So we come home, we have lunch, and then we tell the kids you have to do your chores. And mostly that was just to give us a little break. And of course, now they're older, it's not quite as big a deal, but or we, it started actually maybe during a nap time um, when they were younger. But we, we, we sit down and we hold stuff all week, like the, the bill that comes in, like the, you know, the, mm-hmm. I, I make a little, I have like a little just notebook that I keep with me. And it's like, you know, you know, when you're like, should we do this? Like, do you want to go to this event? Like, what were we thinking again about that one? You know, did you have an opinion on what we should get so-and-so for a wedding gift? Like all the things that you're kind of like always like wanting to run by your spouse. Mm-hmm. I just keep a list of it. And then Sunday is when we sit down and we get out all those like obnoxious one-off papers. Like, did you pay this? Do you want me to file this? Like, what were you going to re-up this membership? You know, whatever it is. And that's when we do deal with all I that I like stuff. that. And you really stick to that? And you really, we really do. It. No, we, we, I mean, that's literally how we survive. And again, like, this is not me being like, I'm awesome. This is like the one thing yeah. that just like how long the ship sail. How long does it take? You know, it can, if we're, here's the thing, like we're not perfect at it. So if we, if we are out of town or we just were really busy or there was a birthday party or whatever, and we miss a Sunday, then, you know, the stuff, the stuff adds up and, mm-hmm. you know, we only do the, okay, we only have 10 minutes. Let me just show you this really quickly, urgent two emails I needed huh. to talk to you about. And then we, all that stuff obviously gets backlogged that if we do it every week and we're pretty consistent about it, it takes maybe like an hour. Okay. That's and that's impressive. also when we sit down, you know, I pack my husband lunches when he doesn't have a, like a lunch meeting or a lunch engagement. And so, and you know, that's also when we sit down and say like, you know, do you need a lunch that day? You know, don't I plan. To, well, and then also like, don't plan a dinner for me or, you know, you know, do leftovers or whatever, but I got a happy hour that night or whatever it is. Like, that's also when we sort of go through our like, you know, yeah, I've got top a of the week. morning meeting. Top of the we, week. Yeah, it's our it's, it's when we go through into our whole schedule. And I don't want to go into it too much because I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's that is what keeps us afloat. I actually think that's pretty page. cool. I like that. No, you know what one of my favorite parts of the week is is at the top of the week, you know, Sunday night, when I ask the boys, because I, you know, they do they buy, they pack, they do the whole thing, how they feel about the different days of lunch at school. And I love it. You know, it'll be like do you like, do you want Crispitos with cheese on Tuesday, you know, or some rant or steak nuggets or whatever weird thing they're peddling in school. And I love hearing like, how they just noodle over it and they, you know, 
decide whether or not they want to pack or buy or they're I like the discussion behind it oh because do they do they like debate like food critics too about like what yeah you know they're the, like, they're don't that's- we're like, mom, they put sausage on the pizza this week. And they didn't say they were going to put sausage and just ruined my day. <laughs> they said it was going to be plain, but it was Mexican pizza, which I'm, that's amazing. I love how the school system is doing. We have this new thing that showed up called Mexican pizza, which I don't quite understand. Like I've never heard, maybe people have, I guess. You've never just- had Mexican pizza? No. Is that a new thing? Come on. <laughs> it's the best. Okay, You've never well, heard of Mexican pizza? No, I've never seen it in an Italian restaurant being served. I mean, well, because never it's not at an Italian restaurant; it'd be at a Mexican restaurant. Is it's, that it's like, like it's just pie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like um, it's good. It's, it's just like well, my mom has a theory that every like culture and region has the same foods. They're just their unique flavor on it. Did so you like, read the article in the New York Times about dumplings? That basically every single civilized culture in the world has a dumpling. And ironically, they're all called the same word, dumpling. Like every wait, word wait, wait, for dumpling let me think means about this. Dumpling. So like the Italian would be the ravioli. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So what's what's like the Mexican food version of a dumpling? Uh, oh, what's the word for it? I'm forgetting right now. But it's a, there is a dumpling. There is a dumpling? There's a Mexican dumpling. Um, oh, what would it be? Like um. I know some listeners are probably like going, like saying the word, saying the they're word. saying it. They're saying, I wish you could just jump into our microphones. Our Actually, that's funny because Rachel Drilly emailed me and she's like, I listened to your show and I yell out on the subway, like, this is the word you're looking for, Kirsten. Like, this is the name of the movie. So maybe joined. it is a crispy dough. I don't know what it is, but it's, but there is a, there's a dumpling in every single culture. What is the spaghetti and meatballs in Mexican food? The main staple? No, the spaghetti and meatballs. Well, I don't know if they have spaghetti meatballs. I didn't say they had that. Oh, well, that's my mom's theory. I guess we'll have to have her on the show to discuss this. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway, off the top, but, wait, but can I just say one thing? You're getting me really excited for public school. Oh, it's delightful. I love it. And because we haven't they- had a school menu. Oh, it's I, the school menu make, brings me great joy. Me, great well, joy. ours right now, they outsource it to like a private company, which means my kids, so I usually don't do it because it's so stinking expensive, but we're going to be out of town this week. And so to kind of make it easier on my mother-in-law, who's very sweetly babysitting my kids, I, um, I bought all the school lunches. So my kids are getting Shake Shack on Monday. That's crazy. They're getting, I mean, they're getting, what are they getting? They're getting like, you know, um, like a teriyaki place on Tuesday, you know? <laughs> Mine, I think, is literally straight delivered from the Department of Agriculture. I think they back up a truck. I don't even think it's Cisco. I think it's the government-sponsored truck, and they come in, and they make it, and it's wonderful. Oh, no. They get Chick-fil-A. They get Chipotle. They get Shake Shack. So so that is one thing. I do bribe my kids. But, you know, if you're really good this week, you guys can get Streets of New York pizza. You know, so. Very good. Okay. Who puts gas in your car? We're diving in. I mean, I don't even understand that question. Like whoever's driving it and gets like the ding, 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 ding. One would think. So yes, I, but, but, but okay. I have a lot of friends because I was asking um, this question. This is what kind of made me think of this episode as well, where the husband will go out on the weekend. Like somehow they just like to do that and put gas in their wife's car. I don't think that's ever that's happened. That's a very to like rom-com once. thing. Like we're about to get a divorce. And then I look down and I see like the gas tank says full. And I remember I'm so loved and cared for. There are many families out there where the husband likes to go out and put gas in the cars. Who likes to put gas in the cars? I've, I've, I've heard it once. I've heard it 10 times. It's hey, a thing. You guys don't know this about grammar. Maybe you do, but Graham loves to know gas prices when you travel. She's the first <laughs> question she asks you. You could go, you could go like to the most exotic, exciting locale. And she'll be like, did you, uh, what's the gas prices like there? I'm like, I, I don't know. And she's like, did you, how, what did it cost to fill up a tank? 
I have no idea. Graham loves to track gas prices. So here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. I drive out of my way and I wait in line to go to Costco for gas. Am I just, am I just spinning my wheels? Potentially. It depends on how far your Costco is, but we've, we've discussed this in my family off. We would be spinning our wheels for that, but it just depends on how much you're saving. Like I saw 20 per 20 cent disparity, um, you know, just within a couple of miles in my town. So, you know, 20 cents times 20 gallons, you know, um, next question. Well, it's not about gas, Changing but here's something tw- I noticed, oh, well, something I noticed the other day. Why are we still using the and nine when you're talking about gas, like, because I feel like people don't even pick up pennies off the ground anymore. Do you, does it seem a little old fashioned that it's like a dollar 29 and nine? I'll wait in line over here because that one's a dollar 30 and they're not going to pull a fast one on me. They're always a nine, right? Like what about if you went to a gas station one time and it was like a dollar 32 and three tenths of a cent, (laughs) would that, would that be the linchpin? But because everyone's always and nine, why are we still using that? It seems like a something from a bygone era. (laughs) Just, I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. Everyone's using it, but why? Um, and then my husband, his answer was because, you know, it's still one of the few commodities that we measure in cents. Possibly. That's probably it. And he says there's a lot of marketing behind it. Okay. Um, oil changes. Me. I do all of the car maintenance. For your husband's car as well. Yep. Like he would not have any idea that he needed one. And or like when it comes time it's because I've looked at the little sticker on the windshield and I say, I'm going to need to take your car today. It's due for an oil change. That's amazing. No, it's we weird. do our own. Yeah, that would make sense. Like you have your car, I have mine. Let's all take care of them. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny though, is when we were first married, we, we decided, I don't know why we decided this was a fun thing, but we decided to just, oh, cause we were probably like young and silly, but we decided let's not have our own cars. Let's just, let's just share everything. And so we would not have our own side of the bed and we would not have our own car. Wait, what? That doesn't even make sense. You yeah. don't have your own side of the, wait, like you now we do. depending on your whims. Yeah. We're like, we're like, cause we just wanted everything to be like, we share everything. We're so in love. Like, <laughs> Oh, you were so crazy, but that's insane. You know, that actually brings up, I'm saying maybe I do have a deep seated anger under this because I was assigned my side of the bed and ironically, it's not my preferred side and it was not the side I grew up. Like he took the traditional side. He took the side the by the bathroom? No, the side by the bathroom usually goes to the woman. Yeah. He took the bathroom side? No, he took the man's side, but I, I actually preferred the man's side. <laughs> I like, I, so I wanted his side. I, want, I wanted the side because actually I don't wake up in the night to use the restroom. It's one of my superhuman strengths. It is super um, nice. But let me tell you, if she says we have to pull over, pull over. <laughs> there's there's just no like stopping. a two-year-old there's no warning and then there's no time to wait it's an emergency it's always an emergency and I do like that you know me enough to respect that like let's just say there there's been a moment on the streets of Manhattan where Kirsten definitely had to lend me your stretcher <laughs> like, well, buy whatever you need this woman needs a restroom now my child I mean my friend that's a true friend you bought many a Sprite or a soda just to let me run to the back of a convenience store to use the potty no waiting do not but make yet, ironically they told me I have no sort of problem because I can sleep for a good 12 13 hours and do not Which means wake I'm up indulging once. your mental illness on this one but that's what <laughs> friends are told- for yeah the urologist told me it was a mind thing okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> speaking of okay. yes anyway now we do have our own sides of the bed oh you know what's so funny 
episode right after we taped that episode last week where I said to um, Mary Laura Philpott that I wanted to have twin beds. We went mm-hmm. on vacation and they messed up our like it was like a condo and you give them all your specifics beforehand and they messed it up and my boys were going to have a split king into two twins and instead they put the split king into into two twins in our room mm-hmm. and I was like well I did just do a podcast where I said <laughs> this is what I wanted it was so confusing it was terrible I did not know what to do. It was very disorienting. That reminds me of a weird quirk that I have. So, you know, I've accepted the fact that in my own home now, like I have my side of the bed and he's got his side of the bed. But every now and then when we travel, you know, we'll go to the hotel and I'll unpack and I'll try to like pull a fast one on him and I'll put my book and all my stuff on like (laughs) the side that I really think that I rightfully deserve. And he'll secretly like move my book to the other side of the bed. (laughs) And so are you on stage left or stage right? That's another important question. I guess, wait, so if you're facing the bed, I guess I'm on the so left. So there's an side. audience watching you sleep. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> wait, well, no, I guess, yeah. I know, I'm I, a theater minor and all of a sudden I, I'm like getting confused because I'm turning around opposite. Okay, anyway, I don't know. Okay, I guess that doesn't matter. Uh, okay, you so changed the, the oil. <laughs> okay, so next question, changing the toilet paper rolls. Like, and also, how many times do you go in and have an empty toilet paper roll, or does that never happen to you? Do you, you know, here's the thing. Takes care of it. I don't want to be one of those people who's like, if you've got a problem, like, I hate it when people say, oh, here's the solution. Go to the container store, spend $700 in these really cute things. All your problems are solved. But if you don't have the toilet paper rolls that are the kind that just are like an open hook and you just slide them on and off, Mm-hmm. just change them get those those ones if i mean if you're gonna be living in that house for any time i don't oh, like i like the, that oh you don't like the ones with the little um we did minor bathroom our house was like a very old house so we did we did some yes. of the bathrooms we completely remodeled some of them we did just a minor remodel like you know adding some paint or something uh-huh. you know changing out the hardware let me tell you i changed out the toilet paper rolls on every in every bathroom now you just have to have the kind you slide on and off because i don't know why human beings feel like untwisting that thing where it's flying out and it's on a spring release it's too much it's just we're too learning. much for the average person to deal with so all right we're making an announcement right now we're moving this to a two-part episode this is amazing <laughs> i knew i would learn great things about you that is genius and you want to know the worst thing this makes me look horrible in our master bedroom we have one of those right but it's mm-hmm. come loose every it's come loose for the past three years uh, so every it's time spr- it's lost this- the spring in its step no, no, no. It's not a spring one. It's one of those where you slide the thing on and off. Oh, like okay. you can slide the, tw- it's exactly what you're advocating for, but the hook that holds it into the wall comes out. So basically anytime you take toilet paper off, the whole thing comes clattering down to the floor. <laughs> yes. and every- I know and- exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's happened to me now for four years and I haven't fixed it and I deal with it and it drives me crazy. And it's one of those things. Why don't I just fix that? It would take 10 seconds. Yeah. And PS, like buying a new faucet, faucets are like, you know, they can, I guess you can get it like a cheap one, but I mean, you could easily spend hundreds of dollars on a faucet. Like, I think this is like a $25 Home Depot purchase. You should do it, Graham. You should do it. I know, right? I could solve this. Where do you get your toilet? Where do you get your hardware? I was wondering about that. I got most of them online. I can give you some links. I will take some links. If we okay. have show notes anymore, we can put them up. Oh, next. <laughs> next lighting one. the this grill, doing the grill. Oh, this is a sensitive issue for us. Lighting the grill. So the question is lighting the grill. So who lights the grill slash does the grilling? Okay. So I used to love to grill. I would grill like on a random Tuesday afternoon. I would, I grilled all the time. Um, and then our grill kind of, it was, you know, it was not an expensive grill. It was like a really inexpensive grill that I got at Sears when we were newlyweds. It was actually the first uh, birthday gift I ever bought my husband. Um, but when we had been married for like two weeks, but, uh, 
we finally got rid of it and he went out and got one of those like camping grills you know what I mean the ones that you have to get charcoal Mm -hmm. those are such a stinking pain in the butt and eventually we'd like to do a proper bed you know proper um, remodel and put in like a nice built-in with maybe like a fridge and all that and this might be in 15 years but we won't bring ourselves to buy a new grill because it's like well we really want to do that remodel and so we just you're not grilling anymore no I have now I am now back to my George Foreman Oh, Kirsten, how the mighty have fallen. You used it's, to love to grill. You I love to grill. I love to grill. Huh. Okay, so he's not doing it. And now with his new fancy thing he bought, he's not. It's not like, a fancy thing. Like, it's 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 not a fa- It's like the opposite of a fancy Right, but thing. it's just charcoal. It's, well, it's so, time consuming. You have to have charcoal. Yeah, so my dad looks his nose. He's a major griller, and he, like, snuffs his nose at anyone who uses propane, right? Like, anyone who doesn't, have, or gas or whatever it is. And he's got, he, he was the first person I know to get the big green egg. Yeah, exactly. Years ago. I think we were, you know, one of the founding members of the Big Green Egg. And so, but it's so annoying, but he's got the time and he loves it and it's a great joy for him. But the truth is, if you don't make it easy, it'll never happen. Right, right. We have two different types of fireplaces in our house. We have the wood burning one and then we have the gas. And the truth is, we light the gas and it's lovely and it's great. And is it as beautiful as a perfectly wood burning, you know, whatever? No, it's not. But I mean, for every hundred times we light the gas grill, you know, the gas fireplace, will light the the woodworm twice. I a hundred percent. Okay, so I have a I have a, I have a public service announcement for our listeners. I have the best chicken marinade ever. You know it's changed your life. It's a, it's the chicken marinade for grilling. Okay, mm-hmm. wait. I'm I'm actually sick of it now that I've been eating it nonstop for fifteen years. We used to say we'll put the recipe in the show notes. Let me just tell you, I'm not gonna put the recipe in the show notes. You can Google it. But have you tried? First of all, have you tried the Chick Fil A grilled nuggets? No, but you've been raving about this. Oh but my they're made gosh. with pickle sauce, right? They're Is like pickles- ninety. They're like ninety calories. They're incredible, and they're del- they're so good. There's a little zest to them. They're amazing. And if you go online and look for the copycat Chick Fil A marinade, it's like pickle juice, like a teaspoon of powdered sugar. I don't know, peppery. I don't even know. But just Google it. Oh my goodness, my kids are obsessed with it. And then we did because you know closed on Sunday we did a mock chick-fil-a night where we did the grilled chicken nuggets and we did waffle fries um I didn't make waffle fries but we looked up the chick-fil-a sauce the mock chick-fil-a sauce we made a whole fake chick-fil-a knockoff dinner my kids were like can we have this twice a week it was for grilled the grilled chicken nuggets not and you know when are kids ever like we'd prefer grilled Mm-hmm. These are so good. My kids are like hoping for the grilled chicken. You guys, well, my have to try my kids, that. Lo- the only Kirst- the only chicken they eat is called Kirsten's chicken. It's the one you make in your white barbecue sauce type thing. Wait um, so till you, you try there's something this. else. Wait to try this. Okay. okay, so I think Graham, I think it's time to take a quick little break because all this Absolutely. talking about um, you know housework has me thinking about my mental health. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Our sponsor today is BetterHelp. Um, BetterHelp is essentially an online counseling service. If there's something that is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp is an amazing way to connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private environment. It's 100% confidential and it is so convenient. There are licensed professional counselors available who deal with all sorts of issues from depression to anxiety, sleeping issues, trauma, grief, self-esteem, family matters, or anger. Um, They have over 3,000, I'm sorry, not over, more than 3,000 grammar, grammar over here, more than 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. And if you're not happy with your counselor, then you can absolutely change for no additional cost for any reason. Um, They're available worldwide and you can 
chat. You can do phone and video. You can text um, video and phone sessions. They have just an expertise in all sorts of areas. And for one of the things that Graham and I keep mentioning is whatever, um, if you're in a remote area and you maybe don't have a local expert, this is a wonderful way to reach out to somebody who is, um, you know, maybe not available in your area and yet professional, affordable, and convenient. I think it would be fun to try texting a counselor. I see how I could abuse that privilege very easily. Um, but here's the thing. Best of all, it's truly affordable. Uh, welcome Home listeners get 10% off their first month with your first month, I should say, dear listeners, with the discount code Welcome Home. That's all one word. So betterhelp.com slash welcome home. And then just put in the list, the discount code of Welcome Home and you'll get 10% off. So thank you again for your sponsorship, BetterHelp. And we hope everyone tries it and feels better. Thank you, BetterHelp. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morph. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, back to the list. We got to start. We got to start going through this. Okay, it looks like it looks like pets are kind of the next one. Okay, yeah, let's do pets. Um, okay, so we've got cats. Who I scooped the cat litter. I mean, I think you're noticing a familiar refrain here, but I didn't get to say um, my husband does the grilling for the most part because it. I don't. I mean, I'm happy to do it and I actually enjoy doing it, but it makes my hair smell. So like if I. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. Like my hair absorbs no, it's, smells. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's like I've realized that I don't like to make bacon unless it's the day to wash my bathrobe. Yeah, <laughs> just if yes. I just wash my bathrobe, I'm like, oh, kids would bacon would go great with this breakfast. But like, I just wash this. You know, <laughs> what is the deal with those meats? Because not every meat does that to you. Like I can make a hamburger in a pan on the stove, and I'm fine. It doesn't get on anything. But you're like you said, you make bacon, and it just like jumps out of the pan and sucks onto your clothes and your hair. Yep. The, it's disgusting. It's the odors, the odors, the sacrifices. But I do, do love bacon, but it is weird about the smell. Because, like, I love to eat it, but I don't want to smell like it all day. Um, okay, moving pets. on from bacon to We're- cat litter. So, <laughs> I guess. As one uh, does. So yeah, I'll scoop the cat litter. Um, and I'll clean up after a pet, because you've got a dog, so. Oh, look who just walked in. You know, we're talking about you. Okay. So as you know, I do not, this is going to be so awkward with him in the room. He speaks such good English. It's bad. Um, So I did not want a DOG at all. (laughs) I had no interest in a DOG. I love him so much. I'm really sad. I actually bought, um, I bought a breed that I was like one of the pluses that was that they didn't live very long. I'm like, we'll get through the kids and then like, it won't be my problem. Now I swear I'm going to be one of those weird people who's like, we need a dog kidney transplant. Like I'll be reaching out to everyone on Instagram. Like we, I love him so much. Will you give him one of your kidneys? Maybe if, if we're yeah. for a match, for it's a for a match, but I love him. But um, yeah, no one, we've absolutely broken this dog because my dog doesn't eat. And so it's really hard because we one thing if it's like, I've had a dog in the past where like you put the food in the bowl, they're like, rah, 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 and then the bowl's empty. Mm-hmm. This dog doesn't eat. So like you can put food in his, in his bowl and he has no interest. And it's because we fed him so many table scraps and his stomach can tolerate it. So he just has no interest in, um, in, in dog food. And so we don't know who feeds him. But Bowl's then you've got to make him. Well, someone fed him food. once like last week, you know, and Do then your you kids walk- drop him food from the table. That counts kind of as feeding. The dog, I guess. <laughs> Do they drop oh, yeah. him their food? 
Oh yeah, well, Anadrew doesn't like eggs, so he has eggs every morning for breakfast, and, oh and I always make him extra bacon. <laughs> yeah, no, he just he's a human. <laughs> Who are you? I didn't really. This is a very strange. Part oh yeah, no, our dog eats tacos. Last night he had he had Asian. We had some sushi. <laughs> Your dog has a strong. Okay, all right. He just well, eats, he wouldn't complain about the Mexican pizza. He's good with the Birmingham school district's meal plan. Whatever. Yeah. So okay, I don't know so if this is good or bad. You're doing all things pet, so nobody's picking up the poop. That was my job oh, okay. when I was little. Was I yes. was every now and then because we had invisible fence, I'd go out in the yard and pick up the poop. And I actually blame my mother, um, which is a terrible thing to do. It's like a broken record. But I do think it's bad when you give the kid all kind of the annoying jobs for the animal right like I'd have to go out and pick up poop all the time but I never got to do any of the fun stuff what's the fun jobs for the animal that's a good question like I don't know maybe <laughs> like teaching tricks or you know I don't know things of that nature but I just remember having to pick up poop all the time oh I mean, just and imagine, I imagine Max you teach the dog tricks Graham you clean his poop I don't think anyone told you you weren't allowed to teach the dog a trick Graham I don't know I feel like Max was always going to do the fun stuff and you know my mom made it a weird way like because you know you only know it when you're little because that's how your parents are doing it it was really grody like I feel like what she would do is she'd give us like a plastic bag you know and she'd teach us to invert our hand which I feel yeah. is how adults do it but when you're eight years old and you're feeling like poop kind of in a very thin through a very thin bag you know because you're picking it up it just grosses me out this is why you don't have a dog. Oh yeah, but but scooping the dog, the cat's poop out of sand—that's like totally not. No, it's fine because it's still in a little shovel. I'm fine with that. Well, you could get a pooper scooper. Yeah. Well, we don't have anyway, a dog. So why, well, obviously not because of the trauma. That's how I circumvented that problem. All right. Well, Wait, we I, I will say though, just... they, they, the boys do pick up the dog poop. That is their Sunday. That's when we're doing our Sunday meeting, they, their jobs are to take out the trash. They have to go around all the trash cans in the house, like the little bathroom ones and the one is mm -hmm. in the den and whatever. That's a great job. Yep. That's their job. They take out the trash. And then our, our, um, maybe this is why it started on Sunday. Maybe it's, maybe I've got the story wrong, but Monday is our trash day. And so they, they bring the trash out to the street and the recycling too, obviously. And then they have to pick up the dog poop. And my, and my, my children doing more. that, well, that's my boy's job. And um, you know, my daughter did kind of did kind of dodge it because she was the youngest and now she's certainly old enough to do that too but now it's the boy's job so her job is to go around and get all the laundry and she has to do that. laundry and then she has to start the playroom while they're doing so she has to kind of carry more of the weight of cleaning up the playroom while they're out doing the dog poop mm -hmm. um, and now we've added since they're now playing outside they're like pick up all the scooters like so because our house any anytime you drive by it's covered in scooters and bikes Oh yeah, we we look like a used car lot. Totally. So on Riding Sunday we're toys. like, just yeah, pick up the eight thousand things in our front yard too. Yeah, yeah. my kids that. pick up the dog poop. I'm the but I'm the one who walks him. If yeah. they're ready early for school and they're doing the thing about my kids have a recess before school, hmm. so they do this. You know, we want to get there early. We want to get there early. I'm like, listen, if Dad's not ready yet because he he drives them to school usually, mm -hmm. then go walk the dog if you're ready early. They have recess before school. Well, I mean, like they open the gates at seven thirty, and then school starts at eight fifteen. So if they get there right, they like to get there at like seven twenty-five and be the first ones in the gates, mm -hmm. so they can play football. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But like, if you got time to play, you got time to walk your dog. But that happens Sounds maybe one morning a week. Sounds fair to me. I'm the All dog right. walker. Why, uh, who clears your dinner tables? Um. You know, in like the perfect world where we're sitting around like a Norman Rockwell family and we're all mm -hmm. eating dinner together and sharing our beautiful stories about the day, then everybody would clear them. But that like rarely happens. It's more like, you've got football. Come on, we got to go. We got ballet practice. You know, 
So it's more just like who takes the paper plate and. <laughs> okay, but they pick up their stuff and. Oh wait, are you using paper plates on for dinner? I mean, not usually, but. How many days out of the week? I mean, maybe just like, the fact that you're putting your food on paper plates for dinner. This is very <laughs> interesting. Like maybe like twice a week. What's going on over there? Paper plates. Okay, take your plastic takeout container. I mean, I don't know, your plastic ramen Costco bowl? Like, what do you mean? This is amazing. I would probably save myself a lot of effort if I stopped using all the dishes. I mean, it's the earth hates me. I don't do I it that like, often. Maybe maybe once a week. Maybe once a week. Oh, I feel like all I do is wash dishes. Like, yeah, it's all, it's all anyone ever dishes. does. But it's very green of me, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, um, who washes the dishes after dinner? Well, it's not in your house. doesn't even matter. No, no, Trust me. The once a week I'm using paper plates. Um, me. I do the dishes. Cause, but it's also, that's a little bit self-inflicted because I'm such a crazy person about it. Mm-hmm. like dishes are done the right way or the wrong way there's no middle ground i have no gray yeah. area in proper dishwashing yeah that's all me i should probably outsource some of this except harrison doesn't like wet tasks like he's made that very clear <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind straightening or like folding or organizing stuff but he doesn't want anything that has to do with water or liquid so it was really fun last night when our kindergartner vomited all over the bed right before uh, he, we put him to sleep. That was a fun one. I let him work the triage. It was honestly like me being like an OR surgeon, you know, a surgeon, and he was like in scrubs. I'm like, quick, I need carpet cleaner. I need a bag of hot water. I need three towels. Stacked. And a nine blade. I know. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and he did it perfectly. Like he was good. And then I need you to tuck in, you know, the older one and do this. And it was fun. Like I was just doing, and honestly, I cut the workload in half. Yeah, no. It was disgusting. How is he? How's he feeling? Oh, he's fine. No, it's the very strangest thing. Isn't he at school right now? Completely Uh at school. He's totally fine. No, I mean, I'm not outing myself. You're totally outing yourself. You're violating the 24-hour vomit policy, Graham. No, 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 no. But I knew exactly what this came from. We are not allergic to anything, but my youngest son cannot eat, not popcorn. He can eat popcorn. He can't eat like popcorn from a vendor, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Like there's something like when you, for example, I told you about a magic show we went to yesterday. Like he, he ate like popcorn, you know, one of the, where they like movie theater popcorn or whatever, every single time he does it, he vomits. So there, we're trying to figure out there's something in it that doesn't do well with his stomach. That's so interesting. I've never heard of that in my life. Like, I don't know if it's like the roughage or the fiber in the popcorn or something. No, it's gotta be some sort of like an oil additive. Something. Yeah. Okay. Can you do microwave popcorn? We don't, I haven't tried ever because I make our popcorn like from kernels. Okay. So, but he can't do, he can't do if you, if you go any place where they're selling popcorn, you know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. like in the movie theater, the circus or whatever, he and he vomits. Like almost, we have like a 95% vomit rate. It's more, we were off topic. I would look into that because that's interesting though. Like, isn't that weird? Peanut oil or some like, yeah, you know, there's I mean, always like that one bizarre ingredient that you're like, yeah. hmm, they put that in there? Right, like partially hydrogenated. I'm sure it's something that's partially hydrogenated. I don't even know what that means. We <laughs> should ask the either. Crunchy Cocktail Hour girls. Um, okay. Okay, uh, washing the dishes. Getting getting food physically onto the table. I mean, I, I'm the one who cooks the food. I'm the, I'm the cook at our yeah, house. Yeah, but see, what I do is I cook it and I line it up and I say, boys, this goes here, this goes here. I like being a general. Like, everyone gets a milk. Sounds like you like running a, you like delegating. It's like a dictatorship. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I'll line everything up and I'll say, this goes to your father. This goes over here. Like put this in the middle of the table. I really enjoy that. Placemat, stat. I've gotten a lot better about, about setting the table, about kids like helping to set the table. 
Yeah, that's their job. Like they set the table, they put the food physically on the table and it's their job to get the food off the table. Like I'll think of the meal, cook the meal, wash the dishes, like all that junk. But like, I want someone putting stuff on and taking it off. Okay. Pretty nutty about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're running, we're going out to laundry. Okay. Um, who does so it sounds like your kids pick the laundry up and bring it to the central laundry processing area. I mean, honestly, like that all started because my daughter was young when we started the trash thing and then they didn't need any more help with the trash. And like, it's not fair. She doesn't have a task. So I'm like, uh, she has to go get a laundry. But that would imply we were doing laundry once a week, which clearly we're doing more than that. Although the good news is I have started being like, you know, you're anytime she looks bored, I'm like, go get all the laundry. It's your job. So but that's amazing because I find our laundry baskets are really heavy all around the house. Like they're so, my kids, this is a terrible, this is a flaw on my kids' part, but they don't fold their clothes. Basically when they take their clothes off, they just like chuck them in the dirty clothes, which drives me bonkers because half the time the clothes aren't dirty. Oh, it drives me so crazy. Um, okay. So here I've told this story before, but you guys, it's worth repeating because if you haven't done this yet, we went after camp and we had their whole trunk full of junk. My husband took them to the laundry because I was like kind of overwhelmed. And he's like, we're going to do this in one hour. We went to the laundromat and we just filled up like, this is the sheets machine. This is the sleeping bag machine. This is all the dirty darks, dirty lights. Blah, blah. Um, that is, I never would have thought to do that. that I really never would have either. Like I give him credit for this. This was so good. And, mm-hmm. and that was the first time he's like, our kids don't know how to fold clothes. And I'm like, why do you think I'm always in a bad mood? He's like, we're going to teach them. You know what? That would have helped me last night because literally it hit the vomit. He, he honestly, he really did a doozy on this one. He leaned over from his bed. I was reading uh, a book and he's like, and it's coming. So it hit the, it hit the duvet cover, went straight on through to the, you know, to the big duvet, then mm -hmm. hit the bed skirt. I was about to say, please tell me it's dry clean only. Please tell me. No, just enough to like trail straight down the bed to hit like a little sliver of everything. Yeah. No, I've had those. I've had those where just enough on everything that it's like you spread it all over the place. There's no getting out of it. Oh, also, why do my kids think that I'm, that I want them to throw up in the sink? That drives me so crazy. Like, mom, don't worry. I got all in the sink. I'm like, (laughs) that's going to drain in six months. Awesome. I, who, 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 anyway, we got to teach our kids to puke. Who knew that was a life skill you had to teach them? <laughs> it's a life skill. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, uh, but anyway, long story short is that one experience taught our kids how to fold. They don't fold all the time, uh-huh. but I have definitely realized they are capable of folding their clothes. And we have this wonderful teacher who I just love and adore at our school. And our, she was, she was a first grade teacher. And I was like, first graders are so little. And she goes, can they work an iPad? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, can they like use all the apps on your phone when you're in a waiting room? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I think they can figure out how to work a dishwasher. And I was like, oh, you know, so she, I thought that was a really insightful comment though. You know, like, I don't think we give our kids sometimes enough, um, you know, enough of a challenge on that one. So. I love that. That's good. My kids Remember that fall, really creepy show that came on a long time ago where I guess it was was it called wipe swap where basically the families like different moms came to live in different homes I almost wonder if that would be a really useful task just to see how things are done in other people's homes well it's like when I come to visit you Mm -hmm. yeah but that visit me yeah I I need to it's next on my list yeah it's it's just kind of good to have like an an eyes on I mean you you call me out on my you know where I'm not doing so well and you know not in you know not in a like but you know just like the yeah. teacher saying, your kid, no, they're not as young as you think, or they are more capable than you think. We do need some more opportunities to audit others in our adult <laughs> life. I really do think, but not from a judgy way, just to see what's going on. Just to be like, wait, you're still doing that? 
Right. Or like, wow, I never thought to do it this way. You're making all these different meals. Your kids seem happy or yeah. How are you, you know, you're making your life easier in this way. Okay. Well, that's what happened to me last week. So I'm going to give everyone behind the scenes. We have this other roommate who lived with us in college and she, her family and my family just went on this ski trip together. And, um, She's been on the podcast before. This is Caroline, the birth trauma and gardening episode. But anyway, she came with me and we kind of planned in advance, like we're going to go to do a family dinner this night. We're going to do a couple's dinner this night. We're going to do at home dinner, at home dinner. But I kept cooking and they're like, you know, oh, thank you so much. And I got to drive in. So I was the one who like did the big, you know, Costco run and the Trader Joe's run and filled up my car and drove down there. And so I kind of picked the food and, you know, whatever, made sure she didn't have food allergies or food preferences, what have you. But anyway, they kept being like, oh, thank you so much. Like, we feel so bad that we couldn't bring things in because we flew in. And, you know, and I just kept saying, you guys, like, this meal took seven seconds. This meal took four minutes. And it was really fun to get to show her all of my hacks, you know. You have some amazing hacks. But it was fun. It was good to, like, go, go through. So let's let's put this on the calendar. Let's do a hacks episode, another kitchen hacks episode, because That's it was a, a good – Well, it was just like when we were back in college, and it's like, wait, what's the new face up you're using? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what's this dry shampoo? I've never heard of that. So it was kind of like college bathroom 2.0, but right. now it was, like, mom kitchen. And you're all you're so good about that because you always try new things and you're always learning new. Because yeah, I'm you- totally not into using recipes anymore, and I just I hack everything now. Although sometimes the, the nice thing about it is though when I do cook from recipe now, it feels it feels fun. It feels like less of a chore because I'm only doing that once a week as opposed to 18 meals a day. You were the queen of the recipe. Very impressive. You, Kirsten's actually very impressive in the kitchen, I must say. We really, we you know what we should do? That. We should probably get a little video component to this operation that we're doing because oh, you could no, I can't show off some like bad to, skills. I don't like to shower. Okay, we're going to skip about a hundred of these things because this is a massive list we made. I'm just curious. Who, this is something I just want to know about you. Who, um, no, no, don't take those out. I'm watching. I'm not her taking them out. I'm just highlighting. Yeah, let's, okay, here's what I actually want to know. Who, turns off the house at night. This is a big thing for us. We call it shutting down the house. Yeah. Graham, Graham likes to, and then she also calls it warming up the house and shut it. Who, who warms I mean, up the house and walks around and warms it up? Like, I, cause I'm a big light person and I always get busted. Like I have lamps on, like I like all the room. I don't like walking through dark rooms, which I know is wasteful, but I like the lamps on. Like I like each room to be warm. I guess it's cause I move through the house so much during the day. So like I'll go in and in the morning I'll turn on the lamps the way that I like them. Like not every single lamp, but I have But you warm up the I house. Want. You go through and like, yeah, yeah. you've got your lighting and I put plan. the Sonos on. Like I put the background, like I like background music. I put the lights on the way I want them. So, but I want to know who shuts down the house in your house. Um, you, it's a, it like, we don't have, that's not like a set thing because it totally depends on who's up last. But usually, I mean, my husband travels so often that I, I, he either travels often or he'll like work late at the office or have a late night out at like, a you know, an event or something. Okay. Um, so I feel like I do it enough that it doesn't feel like it's his job, but like okay. when he's home, it's his job. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's not, yeah, it's usually my husband. Um, but I, that's a big thing for us, right? Cause we have tons of doors in our house to the outside. So one of the things is totally. making sure, so you, it's actually a task, right? I mean, it's not like such a big house but it's just like making sure that all the lights are off making sure the cat is like on the other side of the house because we have to put the cat away or else he just steps she steps on us all night and then like making sure the doors are locked and then making sure the alarm is on that kind of falls to him yeah yeah yeah. no so um I will say that we alternate and you know like if he's on a call or finishing up an email maybe I'll just I'll just do it but then I'm always the one who does the 
did we? I, I'm the like one who can't go to sleep until until I've gone through the mentalist with him. Did you take out the dog? Yeah. But did you remember to bring it back in? Yeah. Did you, you know, yeah. are you sure mm-hmm. you set the alarm? Yes. Wait, are you talking about the wake up alarm or the security alarm? Like we have this yeah. conversation every night. So yeah, but that's interesting. He's actually responsible for setting our alarm too. Like every night I go to bed, just hoping he remembers to do it. And oh, I no, no. some days, uh, no, no, no. Every night I ask the question, but often the answer is no, I didn't. You did though. I'm like, okay, just checking to make sure you're paying Oh, really? Attention. See, that drives me bananas too. And then every now and then he'll stay up really, really late. And so he'll set it by like back by 15 minutes, which I think is fair to give himself an extra 15 minutes of sleep. But I mean, I can't have that, right? Like I have to wake up at the same time every day or else I'm in trouble. Like the day does not move well. No, you're amazing like that. Um, my mar- No, but my margins are slim. Like I don't allow myself enough time. You know, if I woke up at 5.30 every morning, I could be more leisurely, but I'd love to sleep. So I wake up at 6.30, which is like cutting it. You know, I don't have a lot of leisure time. Okay. So I am, um, you know, my husband was military and he basically says I'd be really good at doing like the military, like almost like the skydiving checks, you know, how those kind of things are very prescribed. Like you have to be like, check, like, and do all like the, you check me double check. Like, is that fastened? (laughs) He's like, you would be so good at like running military safety operations. So you're so nutty about it. Like in a different life, that's what I would have done. Kirsten's the one who never thinks she's turned off her curling iron or you know her coffee maker and see I'm the one who just knows that the coffee maker automatically goes off after two hours so I just leave with it on I know my husband says I don't trust my autopilot (laughs) well this was a fun trip down memory lane thanks for this yeah yeah you want to stop um yeah no I think the only one thing I I will take away from this is Mm -hmm. I call it the auction lesson which is you know substitute substitute your own volunteer experience but we, my first year at our school, we went to the school auction and there was like a form, you know, at the end of the year, whatever, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I said, well, you know, this was what was wrong with the auction, X, Y, Z. And immediately, of course, I get an email from the, or a call from, you know, the school development officer saying, oh, hey, you really had some great ideas for the auction. And then fast forward, I'm, I'm, I'm the auction chair. So I think yep. it's also a case of so many things is you break it, you buy it, you know? And so I think the biggest thing with division of labor, if we're going to be philosophical about it, is, uh-huh. is, you know, it's really hard because I want my kids to be more helpful, but then like I want them to do it my way. Yeah. And like, that's yeah. when I, I, that's the thing I think I'm really struggling with. And I think it's only getting harder as they get older and more capable. Like, so now their job is to put their clothes away. I don't put their clothes in their drawers anymore. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, like the beautiful drawers that I set up that look like a Pinterest thing are no more. Like the beautiful yeah. lined up collared shirts next to the t-shirts next to the sports shirts are now like just a big mishmash of shirt balls. <laughs> and, you know, and so that's the thing. It's like, I can, I just have to let that go because it's better than me having to spend hours every week putting away clothes. But like with my dishes, I don't want to be eating off of them and like wondering if the kids remember to put soap in them. So that's, okay, that's, that's my, that's my thought is like how much can you tolerate the dog does need to eat or he will die again this doesn't really apply to me mm-hmm. because because my dog doesn't eat at all but but right. you know what I mean like that one it's like well somebody's got to be an adult about this and just take it over so I think that's sort of my takeaway on this is the division of labor is we all know it would be done perfectly if I did it but like do I want to do everything so I think right. there's also that psychological aspect of like maybe the auction's good enough Maybe we're our own worst enemies sometimes. Let the other people do it. Because, right, there are a few times where I've been sick or haven't been able to do anything. Things march on. 
Oh, but Not that's another lesson too, though. When I had pneumonia, my son, like the other day, he said, we have chicken nuggets. And I'm like, no, we're not going to make chicken nuggets. He's like, I know how to make them. How do you know? He said, from when you had pneumonia. And I never would have taught him how to make chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. you know, but because yeah. I was sick, he stepped up and, you know, yeah. now he makes the chicken nuggets in our house. They're funny little people. We should give them more opportunity. We should. On that, on that note. On that um, note, <laughs> signature move. Thank you, no, everyone, Graham, for listening. The division of labor is you get to end the shows. <laughs> Not always. Um, no, you on can, that note, you do. On that note, it's been delightful. We have a million more things we could talk about. Dusting, counters, floors, baseboards, who cleans out your fridge. I've always been curious about who makes sure you have the staples in your house. You know, like who monitors the milk consumption. So this list goes on and on. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully it's given a little food for thought. And if you have any questions, send us an email. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Welcome Home. We think you guys are the best. If you'd like to learn more about today's topic or any of the sponsor deals we mentioned, visit our website at thewelcomehomepodcast.com. Our sweet listeners tell us all the time that it feels like we're real life friends and not to be too mushy, but we feel the same about you. So why not go ahead and connect with us on Instagram? We're at the Welcome Home Podcast. Or if it's something super secret, feel free to send us an email at hello at thewelcomehomepodcast.com, especially if it's a secret about Kirsten. I'm the one who checks the email. It will stay between us. And as always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode of Welcome Home, please make sure you're subscribed. And also, if you have a few minutes, we'd just love for you to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with your friends. Tell your friends. That's the hospitable thing to do. Thanks for listening to Welcome Home.